0: The day shine. Ooh, love that intro music. Welcome to the 60 Nutter Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Ferris, along with recurring host, Roy McFarlane. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Welcome, 60 Nutter Club. I'm stoked to be here. It's going to be a great day on the podcast.
0: And can we get some hands for our new guest... He's two and two, Jackson Wedbush.
2: Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Glad to be here. Feels good to be at five hundred right now. SNC, I love you all.
0: So we're four games into the season. That's what, like a third of the way through. We um, yeah. <laughs> Quick maths. and uh, yeah, it's tight. I mean, the standings are shaping up so. Who who looks like they're going to make the playoffs so far? Who looks the best suited to take home the night?
1: Uh, my team.
2: Roy, um, <laughs> I do mean, you your team's hype, but, like, Dame Williams scares me. Yeah, that's fair. Um,
1: yeah, the, the RB2 squad is something uh, that's, that's definitely not a lock, but I have – I'm one and one without Damian Williams even being healthy and then uh, i'm pretty excited about uh rashad penny considering chris carson is averaging a fumble a game through four games of the season i mean they got to make the move over to rashad penny soon right
0: dude you only have two players that really scare me in zeke and mike evans
1: yeah that's fair i I just i I have Guys with high floors, in my opinion, and uh, I, I mean, I haven't even made a big trade yet or anything, so you know, I'm liking my team moving forward.
0: I mean, do people still trade with you? No, okay. that's that's. So uh, you, have we lifted the embargo? You guys,
1: you guys should. Uh, I was I was trading with Declan and I was negotiating with him for a while, and uh, it got to the point where finally, like, I I had offered him a trade and he's like, okay, like I'll do it, and then. I sent it to him, and then negotiating went on forever. It was exhausting. Um, I sent it to him. He put in the group, me, should I trade with Roy? I yeah, that said was... no. And, like, it was one of those things, where, like, in the middle of the night, I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a horrible trade for me. <laughs> and, like, I, I looked at the trade. I got Dude. to my phone as quick as I could and the Wi-Fi, like, wasn't working, and, like, I was kind of freaking out. I'm like, this trade can't go through. This is actually way too generous of a trade. I think I just got in this mode where everybody was saying no, saying no, and finally, like, somebody was, like, willing to trade with me, and, like, I just kept making the offer better and better. And this trade was – I think it was Brandon Cooks and Darren Waller for Chris Carson and Terry McLaurin. And so I I think, you know, pretty even overall, but I I just – I think that's way better value for Declan, uh, especially with the question marks with Chris Carson and the fumbles. I'm just, I'm very happy that Declan Dude, was. You're too the
0: one bringing up the question marks. Chris Carson's the best player in that trade by far. That would have been a good trade for you.
2: Uh, I mean, I don't hey, know. Roy. Roy, if it makes you feel any better, I voted yes on that poll that Declan should vote with you. That or does trade mean, with you. Thank you, Jackson. Yeah, I got you, man.
0: Um. All right. I think, uh, Roy, I was going to say your team, but you're being kind of a snob. So now I'm trying <laughs> to say it. And I was going to say my team, but you. Uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I'm going to go with Jackson's <laughs> team. Yeah. Jackson, buddy. You got Nick Chubb. Chubb. You got Phillip, Lindsay, and Royce Freeman. <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> uh, oh, man, that was tough. Elements. No, but I
0: actually, I like Tyler Lockett, Evan Ingram. Your your receivers are pretty ridiculous. Um, I just think, if as long as you don't blow it, Larry Fitzgerald is doing it again. I think, like, three years ago, I told everyone not to draft Larry Fitz because <laughs> he was too old, and that's just, like, never going to be true.
2: Yeah, I mean, he does even decent when the Cardinals put up, like, three points, so... We're playing the Bengals this week, so I'm hoping for a big performance by him.
0: Yeah, and then uh, and then you get Breeze back. You're gonna be pretty chilling.
2: Dude, what are you talking about? I got Jameis right now, man. <laughs> Jameis yeah. has been going off.
0: Yeah, anyone watch that game?
1: The Rams? Uh, yeah, it was really a hard bit. to watch.
0: I, I didn't watch it, but the score was like one of the most insane things I've ever seen. I don't it, know.
1: It, it sucked because it was actually the first time like our offense was moving the ball as you know to its potential. I feel like first few weeks we weren't moving the ball that well and finally we were moving the ball well, except Jared Goff just decided to have four turnovers.
0: I feel like because Goff got the big contract, everyone is now expecting huge things from yeah. him. And by the way, I have been on the Goff Sucks train for a while now, so I'm pretty stoked, but it it is kind of tough. Like, it's, if the Rams uh, had, like, literally, like, Matt Stafford or Derek Carr, I feel
2: like we would be, like, absolute, like, almost dude, undefeated. No, I know the clear change we need to make bench golf, start Bortles. <laughs>
1: I would be interested to see what Blake Bortles looks like in this offense. Just because, like, I don't know, like, maybe you're right, Austin. I've always kind of been on the side of Goff. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's gotten better each year, except this year he hasn't quite made the step I was hoping he could make. Um, But I would love to see what another quarterback looks like playing with Sean McVay because, I mean, I imagine it's uh, almost as easy as it is to play with Bill Belichick. Dude, with
0: all the like f- like weird plays and checkdowns and like six yard passes that turn into 20 yards after the catch, like if you could add someone who could like throw the ball downfield accurately, I just feel like it'd be pretty sweet. Uh,
1: I don't mind his deep ball throwing. It's more his panicking under pressure. Totally. Pressure as in defenders in his face, not like game pressure, but I guess both kind of work. Um, but moving on, let's go to a more exciting topic. Who looks the worst going forward?
0: Jackson, you start because we, we skipped your ass last time.
2: Yeah, dude, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> um, so I was going to do a clear one, and I was just going to say Pat, man. Like, oh, dude, I mean, 0-4. Oh, that was like me last year. It hurts. It's not fun. But, like, I mean, like... Oh, Marlon Mack, who I actually did like a lot, almost traded with Austin for a while. And I I just, Josh Jacobs is still a little scary to me. I mean, I don't know, dude. And also Gallman is like probably one of his better running backs. And Saquon's literally started to practice like this week. Like he'll probably be back in the next two weeks. So, I mean, I just, Pat, man, uh, I would, you're probably going to the Sacco playoffs at this point. I would just uh, start trying to build your team to um, compete well. I mean, I can't talk, so I'm 2-2, two two, so I could be there with you. but He yeah. has
0: to go 6-3 and three to have a realistic chance of making the playoffs. And even then, he would have to score like an insane amount of points. Right. So, it's looking pretty tough. Like, if I'm Pat, I'm looking at who the Dolphins are playing in Week 15. And just... Getting as many of those players as possible. <laughs> uh, dude,
2: the, the Dolphins have to be the worst team ever, right?
0: Dude, they're going to play the Redskins soon. That's oh, going to be a
2: test. That, I've, I've never seen
1: this bad of a team. Or a team this committed to tanking. Yeah. it's But... To be honest, like shout out to Josh Rosen. I've actually thought he's looked impressive. Um, he's had his receivers have had a lot of really bad drops, and it's impossible to succeed on the Dolphins with their offensive line and their lack of having any decent players. But I've I've actually thought he's he's looked pretty good. His stats aren't too impressive, but I
2: mean, hey, that's that Roy. That's your boy. you used to catch catches from him, man.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I got not, it. like school football dream team yeah i had uh i I believe i had uh two receptions for 14 yards in the uh 2010 middle school season dude you
2: should put that on your resume man that is a great idea (laughs) Uh... athletic (laughs) achievement (laughs) so i
0: i was thinking that seb's team was really good like he scored the most points in the league so far and he put up like 160 on me um, and he sits at one in three, which as the highest scoring team is kind of tough. It's reminiscent of when Rob Maleky <laughs> led the league in scoring and ended up being the blue ball. Um, but, and I go and look at Seb's team and things are starting to get tough. So he's got Russell Wilson, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin cook dynamite. But then Sammy Watkins, like Tyree Kill's coming back. Um, Kenyon Drake, yikes. Uh, yeah. Tyrell Williams is not going to be as good as he's been. Antonio Brown is like going to be in prison. And like, <laughs> like you go down the list. And Austin
1: it is so. So are you? Are you switching? Is, is Seb your new pick for who looks the worst?
0: Um, I mean, it was it's so obviously Pat that I was right, right. rambling
2: around. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, you know, Dalvin Cook's been an absolute stud.
1: Uh, but just going into bye weeks, I just don't see how he can get enough wins to make the playoffs. He's just has no depth. Like we said, he's starting Kenyon Drake in his flex and his bench. His bench flex options consists of Antonio Brown, Jamison Crowder, Ronald Jones, and Latavius Murray. Like, I just.
2: It, Crowder had 17 targets in week one,
0: and I offered Seb, like, an insane package for Crowder. Like, insane now. And he declined it. And I am so freaking happy. (laughs) Uh, Okay, no, I have a new worst team. I got to go with Charlie's. Charlie's sitting pretty at two and two. It's whatever. But, okay, so... Melvin Gordon's coming back. Austin Eckler's been out of his mind. That's oh, not
2: Sony Echler. Michelle sucks, dude. Okay,
0: Adam Thielen. Like I have Stefan Diggs, so I've been watching some of the Vikings. And Kirk Cousins is literally like so garbage. <laughs> There's this video that's been coming back up, and it's it's uh, Kirk soft ass Cousins at during a gender reveal, like through, like a <laughs> a fucking like a water ball or whatever, a water balloon. And then it revealed, like, that he, it, like, it was blue or whatever. He He's supposed to throw it at this target wall. He's a quarterback. And he, like, missed it. And it was, he
1: almost like, missed. It, he was so close to
0: missing. <laughs> just, like, a guy. Like, it, it did not look good. And he's been, like, apologizing to Adam Thielen for not throwing him the ball more. Like, I don't think, like, he's got any testicular fortitude. And uh, I'm pretty Dude,
1: Remember when they signed him? It's not just it's not just cousins though. Like their their whole their whole team, their whole front office. Like they don't want to they don't want to throw the ball, and they're paying cousins is on an eighty one million dollar contract. Diggs is on a sixty four million dollar con. No, sorry, sorry. Diggs is on an eighty one million dollar contract, and Thielen's on a sixty four million dollar contract, and they like refuse to throw the ball. And when they do, they can't do it efficiently. Like I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're spending so much. So much money on their passing offense. If they're not going to do it, it's just it's appalling.
0: Yeah, I mean Charlie's running backs are Sony Michelle and Austin Eckler, um, and then Adrian Peterson, Devin Singletary. So kind of kind of rest my case. I like that pick.
2: Yeah, that's a good pick. Sorry, Char, man. So far, hmm. we've only
1: had two trades. And they have both been between Pat and Austin, a la last season uh, when Seb and Austin were pretty much the only two to trade. It's leading just a to, good business relationship. Is what leading is. to Austin getting the nut. Um, anyway, so the first of the trades in uh, the less relevant of the two trades is Pat trading to Austin, Devonta Freeman, in exchange for Alshon Jeffrey and David Njoku. I mean, looking back at that now, obviously that's a bad trait for Pat. He needed a tight end, and Njoku got injured that week, I believe. And now they're throwing to Ricky Seals-Jones as a tight end. It's just, it's not looking good for David Njoku. But I will give Pat, you know, it it, it did not look... Njoku's on the
0: IR in me and Pat's defense there. But let's just pretend like he wasn't. What do you think?
1: Um... I, I don't I didn't like Injoku regardless but I you know a lot of people were very high on Injoku and and did like him and you know if if Injoku did work out which you know was entirely possible then this whole trade is different but I it, initially I, di- I didn't like it still don't like it but it, it's not horrible it's not you know one of Seb's trades with Austin last year
2: Jamie what do you think bro So I actually don't think it's a bad trade just because Devontae Freeman, dude, when did the Falcons get so bad? Dude, he
0: was averaging like, I think it was after week one, he had like four points on like seven carries when I got him. So it was pretty dire circumstances.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I would probably say that, in my I would say that Austin probably won this trade just because, um, again, also I didn't like Njoku that much just because of all the players that the Browns have um, on their offense. But I will say I do like Alshon. Um, I didn't think it was a terrible trade. I could see why Pat did it, but uh, I probably wouldn't have. Just even though, like, just because also. You can look at it as a positive. Like, the Falcons' offense is absolutely horrible to watch. And Devontae Freeman is doing okay in it. Not great, but not, like, awful. So, I guess there's, like, a lot of room and improvement for him. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all I got.
1: All right, and let's move on to the second trade of the season, which... Involves Pat trading to Austin OBJ, who he said was unavailable when I was talking to him earlier in the week. Uh, Pat traded to Austin OBJ for Marquise Brown and Marlon Mack. Jackson, thoughts?
2: Uh, Let me see. I mean... Oh, Pat. I mean, so... For a while, Austin was trying to trade me, Marlon Mack, and I was pretty close to doing it, and I was gonna probably get roasted for doing a really bad trade. Um, so you're happy it's Pat. I am happy it's Pat. Yes. Um, hold on, hold on.
0: Let me defend Marlon Mack.
2: No, he no, he's I, 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 no, he's not he's not terrible, but I almost traded the bet like the best wide receiver right now. So, I mean, I will say Marquise Brown, too, dude. Like, yeah, he had a great first few weeks. But, yeah, I don't know. It's not looking great for him right now. I I honestly think Pat kind of shot himself in the foot in this. And, Pat, I know I'm shitty on you a lot this week. But, yeah, he didn't do himself any favors with that one. Also, randomly, I want to point out the fact that uh, Pat put, like, $130 for Gallman of waiver waiver money <laughs> it was it was aggressive i saw that no but i i, I actually didn't mind that
1: like pat pat sitting at Hugh sitting at oh and three at the time and that guy needs to win now and yeah Gallman won't be there for the whole season but if that can help pat get you know a couple wins under his belt and give him like a somewhat of a chance to make playoffs sure. then you know i, I it think it's just
0: a truly desperate play whether or not it was smart or or a bad call. I I I kind of agree with Roy, but it was it was insane to see.
1: Yeah, uh, I was I was very surprised as well that he went for that much. Uh, but back to the OBJ for Marquise Brown and Marlon Mack. I think that this is one of those trades that on the surface looks like a you know huge win for Austin, but I definitely see a world where Marlon Mack and Marquise Brown um, continue to have really good seasons. I, I think Marquise Brown is legit. He's a really great route runner. And I think that, you know, the Baltimore offense can, you know, keep producing. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I, I could see this working out and I, I just don't trust Baker right now. He's looked horrible through the first four weeks. Uh, but, you know, obviously OBJ is, you know, one of the best talents in the NFL and he definitely, you know, this could help Austin win a nut for sure. But I do see uh, a, a, likely scenario where Marquise Brown and Marlon Mack both perform well and Pat actually comes out the winner in this trade? Um,
0: yeah, I agree. I I think it was a good – like, Max has got the most carries in the league right now, and Marquise Brown is, like, a threat to score 20-whatever in any game. But, um, yeah, we we will definitely see. I just would like to throw out there that Pat offered me OBJ for Mark Ingram straight up.
1: And what? I said no. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know who's the idiot,
2: but... Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Well, going off that really quick, people keep bitching about how Roy is, like, shouldn't trade with Roy and stuff like that. I want to point out that I will never trade with Rob. <laughs> Rob... <laughs> won't even, like, text me and be like, oh, hey, what are we doing? Like, for example, he does this every year, but I can't remember what the trades were la- the years before. But this year, just another trade that was, like, so bad, he just sends me a text. He's like, yo, I just sent you a trade. Go check it out. This was, like, a week ago or a week and a half ago. He just – look at the trade. It's Latavius Murray for Tyler Lockett, straight up. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, like <laughs> – like, that's just disrespectful at this like, point. Like, that's
0: insulting your intelligence.
2: Insulting, exactly. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I would just, like, he's hoping I would just...
0: Trade requests like
2: that. He also just texts. He doesn't ask, like, on text or defend. He just says, hey, I sent you a, fr- or a trade request. I think
1: I think the thought process behind that is maybe you accidentally pressed accept. And that's exactly what I think it is. it goes yeah. through. Instead of doing it over text, obviously you're going to say you don't want to do the trade. But if right. you do it just over the app, there is a small chance that maybe you accidentally press accept.
2: Well, I mean, this happens every year. So, Rob, stop. Um, so,
1: guys, I, I have a treat for you. Uh, this is something that is unprecedented in the two episodes of the SNC. And that is a live trade. No! I am- I am in the process of accepting a trade from Pat as we speak.
0: No way.
1: I know. And so we get to talk about it live. It's pretty exciting. Uh, The trade is, should I press accept before or after I tell you guys? It's up to you, man. Just tell us. (laughs) Okay. I just press accept. Oh, I have to enter my password. (laughs) Okay. The trade is, I'm sending Pat, Matt Breida, and Mark Andrews. Hate it. And Pat is sending me Josh Jacobs and Alexander Madison. Ugh. <laughs> Thoughts? Yeah, that's my. Uh, for me, it's I'm I'm I was looking to get r- rid of one of my tight ends. I love Mark Andrews. Um, I just I also love Darren Waller. They're both pacing their team and targets. Wait, and, did you send
0: you sent the one who's on the Ravens? yes interesting okay i actually i actually like that guy yeah i
1: he's he's beat he's I, I think he's like third in the nfl and red zone targets out of everybody not just tight ends um he's yeah he's having a great season i also love darren waller i think that you know mark andrews has a better chance for a big game but darren waller he's you know gonna get consistently you know six receptions and from a tight end that's huge um so I, I liked them both. I was looking to unload one, and I obviously needed some help at running back. My RB2 was uh, Damian Williams, so I was looking for that help at running back, and I love Madison. I, I love the ch- – he Dalvin Cook, you know, obviously has a clear uh, clear injury history, and I usually don't like adding handcuffs, but Alexander Madison is super talented. I think he's clearly the number two, so in the case that Dalvin Cook were to get injured, I think it's obviously going to be him. So I like the potential there. Overall, I think it's a fair trade, but that's I'm biased obviously. Here's my thing: is
0: so from Pat's perspective, like he just needs starters who are going to put up points, and not to say that like Mark Andrews isn't a good starter, but you know Hunter Henry is going to come back at some point this year,
2: right?
0: So you're already not making the playoffs, like probably not. So what's he doing trading away one of his like only yeah. players on his team? That, yeah, no. Like, you know, like like when it all comes down to dude, it in
1: dude.
0: week 14, 15, like who's gonna who's gonna add points to his starting? Okay.
2: Yeah, Austin to go off of that too, now looking at his running backs, so he has Marlon Mack, which is fine. Then he has for this when most likely he's gonna be in the sago playoffs. He has Gallman, who will be completely irrelevant by that point. Yes. He has David Montgomery, who's, I guess, okay, and then he has Matt Breida, and Tevin Coleman. <laughs> I don't think that's looking so good.
1: Yeah, he's definitely taking taking a, a little bit of a hit at running back. Um, but you know, it it just depends it, on Mark Andrews. If, if Mark Andrews keeps playing this well, I think that. That's a great trade. For I think straight Pat. up.
0: it's it's a good trade, but I think within the context of Pat's roster, he just is like just did not I don't know. he he it's terrible roster construction. Well,
2: um, well, I will say I will say one thing that I think it's a big upgrade from Jason Witten. but I mean,
1: he was he was struggling at tight end, and there's there's nobody available on the waiver wire.
0: Well, Pat, you made three trades with hey, me and Roy, and uh, <laughs> if you end up the with the blue ball, it's your own fault, buddy.
2: Um, Pat, I will. I wish Pat, you the best of the luck. Pat, I will say, I do respect the trades. You know, it makes it more fun.
0: <laughs>
1: we actually right. had a, a an absolute dearth of trades so far in the season. We need to fix that. You cannot, you cannot win. You cannot get your nut by just drafting. You're gonna have to make some moves. Maybe you find Alvin Kamara off the waiver wire like three years ago, or you know, you most likely you got to make a trade that works out in your favor. You got to take some risks. So not you're trick. not gonna win. You're not gonna win just based off the team you draft. So you know, uh, props to Pat for for taking that risk and uh, trying to improve his team.
0: And, uh, I would just like to give a quick shout out to the tennis camp handjobs, aka Declan Wright's team, who has somehow evaded any and all criticism, uh, throughout the first two podcasts, at least up until now, Dak is sitting pretty at three and one, having scored the, he's, he's eighth out of 10 in total points. And he didn't even start a kicker in the first two weeks of the season, um, so just great managerial skills from Deck.
2: Yeah. I mean, also with Declan, I just want to say quickly, this happens every year. He starts off really well, even if he doesn't score a lot of points, and then ends very average, either at the cusp of the Sacco, or he barely makes playoffs and loses right away.
0: Ooh, well, we actually determined that he was the Sacco goat. We did. So he, in the last three uh, losers playoffs, I think Declan has... He he's been in the losers' playoffs three out of five years, but has never been in the in the blue ball final, which is kind of an incredible feat. So he's that three. Is.
1: It's impressive. Also, uh, I just want to point out he has did not start a kicker the first two weeks, despite being the biggest supporter of kickers and being most of the reason why we still have kickers in our league. Uh, just to give you guys a little bit of background, uh, me and Austin were very passionate about getting rid of kickers because uh, honestly, it kind of uh, is an embarrassment to the to the you know status of our league that we still have kickers in our league. And uh, Declan was able to rally uh, rally some political support behind him and uh, keep kickers in the league. Yet he didn't start them week one or week two.
0: Declan is kind of like the Green Party.
1: And then uh, also, I just want to bring up, sadly, um, the curse. It is alive and well. I have a screenshot. I have a screenshot on my phone because I knew it was going to happen. I have a screenshot. You have to explain the curse. Right, right. The the curse is I cannot beat Ryan in fantasy football. I have won the league before. Uh, I've made playoffs every year except one. And Ryan, you know, is consist consistently has a worse team than me, and <laughs> no matter what I do, I cannot beat Ryan. Uh, and this dates back, I don't know, the past, you know, four years, five years. I think I've beaten Ryan once. And uh, this week, I have a screenshot on my phone because the the thing is, like, I knew he was going to win the whole time, uh, no matter how bad I was beating. Him, we had you had a I team
0: had, lead, right? Go I ahead.
1: had, I had three people i had three people to play and he had one person to play and i was projected to win by 20 (laughs) and and i took took the screenshot because i'm like i want to come back to this when i lose i want to (laughs) see this screenshot and know how much i was up so that i can look back on it when i lose because it'll be hilarious and uh you know, I'm, I'm sure it's hilarious for you guys, but uh, I I wish I was sitting pretty at 4 now.
0: Um, Final comment, because we've also been neglecting Jacob Silvera's team. I would just like to say, you know, coming off your blue ball, you got Pat Mahomes, Todd Gurley, Derek Henry, Michael Thomas, T.Y. Hilton. I actually like... Jacob's team, and uh, I don't foresee another blue ball in your future. So
2: I do not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, his yeah, his top like his Mahomes, Gurley, Henry, Thomas, T.Y. is very solid, very kind of pretty intimidating. But then you keep going down with O.J. Howard, Peyton Barber, and Sanu. Don't love those, but you know, hey Jacob. We'll see if I can get over five hundred this week, man.
0: Is that who you're playing?
2: Yeah, that's who I'm playing. Oh, I just want to quickly point out too. I will have to have the historians check this. I already know. I already talked about my two and two, but I think if I go three and two, this would be the first time I'm over five hundred in like four years, like in at any point of any season. So, uh, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed for the listeners like, out there that Jackson gets over five hundred.
0: Like including going one and zero. Oh yes point? including that
2: including okay. that like i'm like I, I can almost put money i pretty much think i lose the first game like almost every every year we'll, we'll have to have the historians check it out i could yeah
1: write. uh i i just want to give a, a quick call out to the uh historians charlie and uh rob i believe it is um i i i'm not even entirely sure who it is because uh very little action has been taken uh i, I want to see some initiative uh, not going to give you guys like any tasks or anything, but you know, I, I was hoping you guys would kind of take it and run with it. So you know, it's early still, but uh, let's let's see something. Give us give us some cool stats.
0: We'll get the we'll have a historian podcast um, drum up some more excitement about our uh,
1: league history. Anyways, be great.
0: Um, parting thoughts, anyone?
1: Uh, Seb, please open your phone. Go into your texts with me and scroll back to the advice I sent you about a month ago you need it now more than ever
2: um I just want to give a quick shout out to my uh other co-social chair to bubble guy I literally love that the curse is still going and when I woke up that next morning and saw that you be Roy after being down by so much I had the biggest smile on my face it was the best Monday or best Tuesday morning I've had in a while so shout out to bubble guy
0: there we go. All right, that's been it for the sixty nutter pod. Hope you guys enjoyed it this week. I, and uh, I,
1: Charlie, Charlie just texted me. Uh, send cheese ball if you've gotten this far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cheese ball, it is nukes. Cheese ball, play us out.
2: Nukes out. There.
0: In the dead shine